Welcome to the New Yorker's April 28, 2008 issue. We have seven articles for you. From the talk of the town, Michael Schulman reports on how Baltimore is hoping to get a tourism boost from Broadway. Then on the financial page, James Sirwicky explains how the Bush administration hopes to fix the economy by changing the way businesses are regulated. Evan Osnos travels to China to profile a man who brings an almost evangelical fervor to teaching English. Next, we'll have a new short story by the best-selling Irish writer Roddy Doyle. Then, in Shouts and Murmurs, Andy Borowitz imagines what might happen if Al-Qaeda's number two answered questions online. Finally, Anthony Lane reviews three new movies, including Baby Mama, starring 30 Rock's Tina Fey. But first, it's this week's comment. In bitter patter, Hendrik Hertzberg is more than a bit critical about the most recent Democratic debate. Last Wednesday's two-hour televised smackdown in Philadelphia between the two remaining Democratic candidates for president, which might have been billed as the elite treat versus the boilermaker bell, turned into something worse, something akin to a federal crime. Call it the case of the Walt Disney Company versus people of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and of the United States for that matter. Seldom has such a large corporation so heedlessly inflicted so much civic damage in such a short space of time. None of the other debates had been models of philosophic rigor, but right from the start there were clues that the sponsor of this one, ABC News, a part of the ABC network which is owned by Disney, might establish new benchmarks of degradation. After brief opening statements from the candidates, Senators Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, ABC immediately cut to an advertisement for a cell phone company. A commercial? Already? Were candidates for President of the United States being used as teasers? After the break, one of ABC's moderators, Charles Gibson, asked Clinton and Obama to pledge now that whichever of them wins the presidential nomination take the runner-up as his or her running mate. ABC put on the screen a solemn quote from the Constitution. They were at the National Constitution Center, get it? The bit where it says, In every case, after the choice of the president, the person having the greatest number of votes of the electors shall be the vice president. It happens that this part of the Constitution was scrapped after the election of 1800. It should no more be cited as evidence of the framer's wisdom than should the equally defunct passage calling for three-fifths of all other persons, i.e. slaves, to count toward congressional apportionment. It also happens that...